Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 37 of Health Talk with Dr. Kel. We are at the end of a six-part series dedicated to body detoxes and cleanses. In week one, we discussed the differences between a fast, a cleanse, a detox, a flush, and a restore. In week two, we talked about detoxes and cleanses for gut, liver, and gallbladder health. In week three, we talked about detoxes and cleanses for the adrenal glands and kidneys. In week four, we discussed detoxes and cleanses for the heart and lungs. Last week, we discussed detoxes and cleanses for the brain and nervous system. Finally, we're wrapping up with detoxes and cleanses for the blood and lymphatic system. We'll go deeper into their purpose and function, signs and symptoms related to blood and lymphatic system problems, and what you can do to remedy them. Blood and lymph are the two distinct fluids that move through the circulatory system. Blood carries oxygen and nutrients to the body's cells and carries waste materials away. The lymphatic system protects your body against foreign invaders and maintains fluid levels in your body. To keep these two healthy, remember to stay hydrated and move your body. I feel like we've heard these words before, somewhere. Eat healthy, exercise, and drink water. So simple, right? Welcome everyone to Health Talk with Dr. Kel. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are finishing up a six-part series on detoxes and cleanses. And this last section is on blood and the lymphatic system. Hi, Dr. Kel. Welcome. And before we get started, let's do the quote of the day. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. And that is by Albert Einstein. So imagine him saying that, right? Yes. I mean, he's credited with being so intelligent, and he hit it on the nose there, too, right? It's almost, Yeah, it's almost like during your time, if you have something that goes against the traditional or the conventional, you're, look, you're so looked down upon. But then afterward, people look at you like, wow, that was brilliant, or that was so ahead of his time or her time, or you know? Well, I felt that way a lot in my life. And most That's of, right. I mean, how many times come up with an idea and everybody looks at you like you're weird and <laughs> how does that make you feel it's like okay I guess that idea was stupid but then when you think about it you go no it's not stupid it was a good idea why didn't anybody get it yeah it's because you're ahead of your time so ahead of your time better yeah. to th- better to think that way than to think that what you said was stupid yeah and I think a lot of times it like being that way which a lot of people that are into holistic medicine and stuff, you kind of feel like that. You're going against the system, but um, you do. You feel like an outcast a little bit. But you, yet I think there's so many of us now that you feel like it's an honest place that you're coming from. So you can't really stray away from it. You know, like it's a it's a truth. It's it's something that you believe in, and, and it's something that works because you know it in your own life. Well, and a lot so, of look at the past, uh, Albert Einstein wasn't always thought of as this great, intelligent man. Uh, It wasn't until later in life that he was really seen as this amazing person with this great intelligence. And you look at that with a lot of people who have, anybody that has started some kind of movement uh, or Mm -hmm. done something, they typically had a new idea or a new way of thinking. And initially, they ran into a lot of opposition and then later, more and more people began to see, hey, there's something to this that has significance, that, that makes sense, and, it, and as they apply that information, they find that it works and it's beneficial, and, and then it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And 
depending on the motivation or the end result, it either ends up with a good ending or a bad one. I mean, I, you know, when you think of, uh, okay, I, I don't want to knock modern medicine, but where is modern medicine taking us? It's starting to evolve into a better state now. There are more, there's more and more research done, more and more medical doctors and scientists who are headed towards natural. There are those intelligent people that have said in times past, the doctor of the future, Thomas Edison was accredited saying the doctor of the future will teach people in, in and I'm not quoting him correctly, but the, essentially the information was about how we'll, get, we'll be getting away from the drugs, we'll be getting away from the medications, and we'll be teaching people how to eat right and mm. all about healthy living uh, to be healthy, not about covering up the symptoms but correcting the problems. And who, that who said is that? where we headed. Thomas Edison is accredited Thompson. for saying that, and, and I'll look that up and bring it up next time. But So I get it word for word and don't butcher it like I just did. The essential meaning is what we're doing, right? What we're trying to do with the podcast, what chiropractic doctors, naturopaths, uh, true nutritionists, and uh, sci certain scientists have, have been saying for Hippocrates said it how long ago. So it, it's not a new thing. But modern medicine, I think, got off track because pharmaceutical companies and money and our, our governments got off track because of money. The FDA, there's just so many things out there that money has entrenched itself in and corruption has caused to create a system with feeding us poor foods, feeding us, uh, uh, what did we say last time, 85, a couple of podcasts ago, 85,000 chemicals yeah. are in existence and been approved for use in our environment are actually detrimental to you, but are Not approved for use by the FDA. And, mm. if, and it all leads back to greed. But things are changing. They're changing slowly, but they're changing. So it's like we created this big monster and now we're trying to kill it. Uh, but it's yeah. it's very durable. And, and, and I'm not saying everything produced there in that system was bad, but... There's a lot of it that needs to change for people to return to a, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Kell, before we get into the blood and lymphatic system, um, I wanted to mention the new email address for listeners that have questions that, sure, you know, they great. want to ask you. Um, that is healthtalkwithdrkell at gmail.com, and that's spelled H-E-A-L-T-H, health talk t-a-l-k with w-i-t-h dr d-r kell k-e-l-l at gmail.com thank you You're yes welcome. so if you have questions send them that email we'll look them over and pick some and and we'll share them on the show yeah we're always looking for new topics to discuss so yes it could be a brief yep. brief answer or may take up a whole podcast so yeah look forward to it okay so, getting into what we're talking about, right? Yep. The blood, the blood, and the lymphatic system. They're connected, and uh, one uh, has a pump, the other one doesn't. Obviously, we know what pumps the blood, the heart, right? And it's pushing the blood all around the body, going to all the organs, it's spreading, spreading the nutrients that you take in as food and liquid, also taking away the toxins that the body's separating out from what it takes in through the lungs, through the food, 
through the skin, everything. So it's, it's a detoxifier and it's also a, a nutrient spreader. Mm. Um, the lymph system is part of the detoxifying system, but it has no pump. Guess what the pump is? Exercise. Yes, movement. Movement, moving, moving, moving. You got to be moving. If you're very sedentary, your lymph system is stagnant. And uh, it's part of the detoxification system. It's part of your immune system. And it's a significant part of the system. That's why you need to get up now and then and move around. So very significant. Let's talk first about the blood, uh, what it does specifically. It carries oxygen, eliminates carbon dioxide through the lungs. It defends the body by moving the white blood cells around the body and antibodies in the plasma, removes waste and residue, transport proteins, fats, carbohydrates, and hormones around the body, maintains the pH balance and regulates the body temperature, performs vital functions of the body, and it requires to be kept clean. And what keeps it clean? What keeps the blood clean? Really, the, the main organs that keep the blood clean are the lungs, are the liver, and the kidneys. Uh, those are the main ones that, that do the cleaning of the blood uh, and put nutrients in, take toxins out. And so if those organs and those systems aren't working well, also the lymphatic system plays a part in that with the blood and uh, the nervous system also. They're all interconnected, but those three are the main ones. The skin plays a big part as well. You know, the skin is a part of the way we expel toxins through sweat, right? And the blood circulating mm -hmm. then gets gets also releases things out into the glands and then they excrete it as sweat. That's how that system works. The lymphatic system, on the other hand, works through exercise. It uh, is a smaller system that exists in the body, but it, it's all over the place. You have a number of lymph nodes, varies, and people can, you can have up to about 700 different lymph nodes in your system. Talk about lymph nodes, you know, oh, they've got cancerous lymph nodes. I mean, that seems mm -hmm. like the most common Thing you talk about when you hear about lymph nodes. Uh, anything else you think of when you hear, hear about the lymph system? Um, I know like for for me when I was researching, like when I had breast implant illness, a lot of women that had silicone filled breast implants would have silicone stuck in some of their lymph nodes. So they'd have really hardened lymph nodes and some of them had to be removed for them to heal. Um, just part of the detox. Yes. Uh, so I, I just thought of that when you were mentioning the lymphatic system and like cancer and they yeah. can just, it makes sense. They're cleaning the system. And if you happen to have high levels of heavy metals from your breast implants or whatever implants you have in your body, that that's where it goes. Yes. That's where it gets stuck. Yes. So what are some uh, signs and symptoms? Let's talk about a little bit about if you're, and you just briefly mentioned one, the uh, clogging of the lymph system by different toxins, and in that case, it was from uh, breast implants, uh, silicone. The lymph system also has white blood cells in it. The T cells, B cells are connected to it, lymphocytes. And so all those things are, they come and go out of the lymph system and they carry waste. The waste actually is dumped back into the, out of the lymph system is dumped back into the blood and through the venous system and then carried out uh, through waste in other ways. Uh, but if you're not moving, that system can be, become stagnant. Now that's a concern. Here's some issues you might have, whether you're having blood issues or lymphatic issues, common things, and there's overlap with what we've talked about in the past, like constipation, sluggish bowel function, uh, inability to lose weight, 
morning soreness and stiffness. You've mentioned that you deal with that. So there could be some things you might consider improving your lymphatic flow. And there could be a connection there. A swelling in the extremities, arms falling asleep during sleep can be a sign that the lymph system isn't working well. Oftentimes people just think, oh, I'm just putting pressure on the nerve, and that can be the case too. But why you've never had that before, and then all of a sudden you notice when you're sleeping, you're waking up and your hand's asleep, or your shoulder, or your leg, or your foot. <laughs> it could be that your lymph system isn't flowing right as well. The lymph system itself isn't going to cause the numbness, but the fact that the flow out of the lymph system is getting plugged up or not moving increases the fluid in that area, which then you've added the pressure by sleeping on it, and then you feel the numbness or tingling. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, pressure in the spine and shoulders, soreness in the breasts with menstrual cycle can be a sign of lymph issues if you have very sore breasts during your menstrual cycle. Itchy skin, acne, dry skin, and other skin conditions like eczema, things like that can be connected to poor lymph flow, uh, headaches, brain fog, swollen lymph nodes. Uh, oftentimes when people have infections, you probably had felt a swollen lymph node now and then under your arms or your legs. That's a sign you've got an infection going on in, in that area. Mm -hmm. so sometimes people, after they've had a cut close to lymph nodes, if it gets infected, those lymph nodes will swell nearby. Uh, that's a sign the body's fighting off the infection. Mm -hmm. uh, low energy can be a sign of problems with the blood expelling toxins as well as the lymph system. Recurrent sore throats, a lot of mucus in the morning, uh, mucus drainage issues, fluid backed up in the ears, ears popping and ringing a lot, inability to fight infections. Those can all be tied back to lymph issues and blood issues, but uh, a lot of these are directly related to the lymph. So what causes these things? Lack of movement is a big one because moving your body is the pump when it comes to the lymph. Dehydration in both cases. How do you keep your blood clean? How do you keep your lymph clean? How do you keep your body's detox system working properly? A lot of articles talk about number one thing on the list is water. Keep yourself mm -hmm. hydrated. We talked about that before. How much water do you drink again, Nikki? We mentioned this before. Half of your body weight yeah, in ounces. Yeah, you should at least have half your body weight in ounces. Uh, if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water a day. Mm -hmm. We go back to a lot of the same things of what you can do here. Reduce your stress. Fix your gut, get rid of the processed foods, reduce your chemical exposure. I mean, the list is very similar, right? For correct. Yeah, they're all toxic. The problems. Yep. can go on and on about that. Again, specific to the lymph system, though, helping the lymph system. We talked about this before. Deep breathing is a good one. Have you. So now you're talking about what to do about it to help it? Yeah, I'm just kind of going on specifically. We're going to talk about the lymph system. Yeah, what to do about it. What to do about it. If you have some of these symptoms we just talked about, these are some of the things you could do. Are you getting hydrated? Are you getting enough water? One of the other things you can do, deep breathing, gets the lymph system moving as well. And we talked about that previously, the different types of breathing in the last podcast, specifically about some of the different kinds of breathing. Uh, walking, brisk walking, three to four miles an hour type walking. It's the blood pumping, the, the lymphatic system pumping, the, gets the air in and out, gets the pump work. Dry brushing your skin. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I used to do that a lot, actually. Every time before I'd get in the shower, I would dry brush. Just... Can you explain to our listeners what that is? Okay, let me try to remember. I know it's a certain brush that has a certain type of, th like, 
bristles and you um, brush in the direction of like toward your heart. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And you don't have to get too technical about the type of brush. I would say something that's not too abrasive. Apply a mild pressure uh, around your body where the lymph nodes are located are throughout your chest down into your groin and your upper part of your legs and and arms. uh, It's tough to get around your back. You know, you can have someone help you there. So you used to do that. Yes, because um, when I was, you know, just after explant surgery with the breast implants, I would, I was really trying to unclog the pores, so to speak, or the lymph, the lymphs. And so I remember like around the groin area and the armpit area were the most clogged, I think. Another sign of clogged lymph is cellulite. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, so you could do the dry brushing over the cellulite uh, areas if you have that going on. Mm. We talked about this before, alternating hot and cold showers gets the lymph system functioning because you got contraction and relaxation of the blood vessels because the blood pumping as well. Let's see, anything different than what we talked about before? Here's a fact. The lymph system depends largely on large muscle activity in the body for its circulation. Stagnation from sitting all day is a major problem. People who sit at their computers without taking breaks develop a sluggish lymph system because they do not move. Get up to clean up. The good news is any exercise helps. Move around for a minute or two every 15 to 20 minutes. Do knee bends. Go for a walk during lunch. Stretch throughout the day and develop a regular exercise routine. Gentle exercises like walking, stretching, rebounding, and swimming are great for moving the lymph and the blood as well. Jump on a rebounder. My grandmother, I always remember her jumping on her trampoline in the backyard. She had a little one of those little tiny trampolines and she would spend half hour a day jumping on her trampoline. They, she, lived wow. be, she lived to be 90 and was in pretty good health up until she died. We used to use those too. Back when I was doing all the detoxing, we had one of those small trampolines and I would just kind of bounce on it to try to help my limp move. Yes, and there, there are also d- specific types of massage aimed at just moving the lymph. It's more of a subtle, kind of like a Swedish massage where sometimes you get a massage and you're like, I didn't feel like that did much for me. That's actually really doing a lot for the lymph system, not so much for the muscles. You've got to go deeper to get into the muscles. And the lymph system is more superficial. Mm. What about the cupping? That- the cupping, yeah, that can help with the, the lymph system as well. Okay, here's some other things related to signs of lymph congestion. Feeling pressure in the head, the ears, sinus congestion, vertigo, dizziness. It can also cause insomnia. Once again, back to the potential sleep issues. can also be tied to uh, lack of lymphatic flow. Will you say those again? The lymph congestion was pressure in the head. Yes, pressure in the head, vertigo, dizziness, insomnia, pressure in the ears, sinus congestion, feelings of head congestion or stuffiness can be Mm -hmm. signs of lack of lymph flow. Again, the infrared sauna is mentioned. I have this spot behind my left ear that I can tell if I'm not eating as well, it's more sensitive to the touch. And I feel like that is a lymph node or something back there. Yep, yep. Yeah? Definitely. Sounds like it. Dr. Kell, this week I've been eating a lot better, and I noticed that spot is way less sensitive. Yeah. 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 You know, I I find, too, everything has kind of a cascade effect. Uh, And you may not be noticing this, but I know for me, we talked previously about bi-directional relationships. uh, When anyone decides to change their life for the better and to try to get healthy, Typically, if they do one thing, it will stair-step them to something else 
For instance, if I start eating right, I'm more encouraged to exercise. If I start exercising more, I'm more encouraged to eat right. Does that make sense to you? Does that seem to yeah. follow? And yeah, you, absolutely. And you, and you may be doing more of that, not even really realizing it. Uh, so you may be getting your lymph flow going just because you started eating better. You may be doing some other things, too, without even thinking about it. Yeah, I did. I wanted to go outside and walk and get in the fresh air yeah. a couple times. And yeah, just... yeah, so you're probably, your lymph system has been more active. And along with a good nutrition or better nutrition or lack of toxins being put into your body, you're also becoming more active at the same time. And I want to go to bed at night at an earlier hour and yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, think about what keeps people up at night oftentimes. I know what keeps me up is if I'm feeling anxious throughout the day or I'm stressed out, I go home, I just want to sit in front of the TV and decompress. So unfortunately, I like to watch action movies. It really puts your sympathetic system in overdrive for a short period of time and then it, it kind of almost like puts you into burnout. Okay, give me something really, really strong and, and then I'm, okay, now I'm relaxed. Because I just overdid it. Yeah. Took it to the final stage. But for most people, it should really be listening to some calm music, watching a movie that's uplifting or makes you laugh or calms you down. I mean, that, that's more ideal. And that's what I would recommend there if you're trying to decompress after a long day of stress. Here's some other things people don't think about. Wear natural fibers. Stay away from synthetic fiber clothing. Everything we wear today is polyester and that's synthetic. So more of the cotton type clothing. Loose clothing. Consider your bras and underwears and the type of material those are made out of and how tightly they fit. Uh, are they fitting your body too, too tight? They could be putting pressure on your blood circulation as well as your lymphatic flow. Cosmetics and skincare products. We talked about those in the past. Again, they all those things can cause the clogging of the pores of your skin. Some of the lymph expels some of the waste out of the skin. You've got to keep all that stuff functioning right. Use cosmetics that are natural. That's why we have Ocean Bay Naturals, uh, the, our company, to produce products that are more natural, more healthy. They don't clog pores. They don't give you any kind of toxins in your system. And so we're continually working to create new products that are helpful and healthy to people to get them off all the junk. They're healing to your skin. And healing, yes, thank you. Yeah. They, uh, again, back to the same things we said time and time again. Eating the right foods, getting rid of the junk, drinking the water. There are uh, herbal teas. Step up lymphatic action. Red clover, astragalus, mullen, golden seal, fenugreek, ginger, wild indigo root, sarsaparilla, golden seal, Olive leaf teas are good ones for stimulating the lymph system. Hmm. Specific ones. Cool. Yes. Get that list up to these kinds of lists. As you check out our podcast in the future, as time goes on, there'll be more and more connecting us also to the website, we, oceanbaynaturals.com, and our blogs there will be putting up things related to the podcast, some of these kinds of articles and, and notes and lists as well, so people can find them there easier. Again, you can Google these things too. For instance, you could Google herbal teas that affect the lymph, and you'll yes. probably find these lists as well. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you'd like to add there, Nikki? I think we kind of covered the things. I was trying to cover the, the purpose, the signs and symptoms, and what you can do about it, and I think you have any other comments or questions. It sounds like um, for the blood and lymph, that water and hydration is a huge part of that, as well as movement for the lymph. Yes. Let me end here with remedies for detoxifying the blood. 
And these are things that people may or may not think of. Once again, water, top of the list, lemon juice. Lemon juice can help clear the blood and digestive tract that may interfere with your health. Lemon juice is acidic in nature and can alter your pH level and is used in removing toxins from the blood. Many viruses and other pathogens are unable to survive. Lemon juice itself is acidic because it does kill pathogens. However, um, sometimes the alkaline waters take it, take it too much in my opinion and, and they affect the digestion. Drinking the lemon juice helps increase the acidity and when it gets too low then the body bounces back and produces uh, basic uh, substances that to balance it out and, and so you get a you get a fluctuation back and forth too acidic too basic back and forth back and forth and and so the the body's fluctuating through those levels and each side of the pH spectrum is helpful to the functioning of your gut uh, your stomach your liver your blood everything so the alternation back and forth being too too basic at times kills certain types of pathogen, bacteria, and viruses. Too acidic does the same. They're, they're susceptible to both sides of the spectrum. Apple cider vinegar and baking soda. This combination helps to balance the pH levels of the body. It helps to clear the blood and body tissue. It helps to remove uric acid from the blood and and to purify it. Here's a little simple recipe here I'll mention. Two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar and a half tablespoon of baking soda. Let the mixture set for a while so that the bubbles and the fizz settle down. Then add water to it and drink it immediately. Though baking soda is neutralized after you add apple cider vinegar in it, even though you've got an acid and a base put together, and that's why you got the fizzle, when you drink it the pH becomes balanced. And then it says, if you have high blood pressure, consult your physician before doing this. There you go. So that's one that's supposed to be good for the blood. Basil, holy basil, most often used in regular foods. It has antibacterial, anti-inflammatory properties. Basil is an excellent herb to purify your blood and remove toxins from the blood, liver, and kidneys. Basil, crush five to six basil leaves and add it to your food to get extra detoxifying benefits. Turmeric is in the news all the time these days about being anti-inflammatory and helping reduce inflammation in the body and joint pain, things like that. It's also good as a blood detoxifier. Mm. And here's a little recipe. Mix a half a teaspoon of turmeric powder into a cup of warm water and drink it. It helps improve liver function according to this article. Here we'll end with a few other foods mentioned that are good for clearing the blood or considered good blood purifier. Blueberries. We all love blueberries. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, every time they're in season, I eat a lot of blueberries. Broccoli, which has never been my favorite, but that's a good one. Beetroot, or beets. I don't know why they say beetroot, because beets are a root. Um, but anyway, they're good antioxidant and good for detoxifying the blood. So eat lots of beets. They're very healthy for you and very good for the liver. Am I pronouncing this right? Jaggery? I don't know that one. J-A-G-G-E-R-Y. Golden brown unrefined sugar, this type of sugar, is a good blood purifier. Jaggery eliminates the clotted blood from the body, which is necessary for cleaning the blood. Any other comments or questions, Nikki? I'm just kind of absorbing the information that you brought today. It was, um, it's fun, like it's very, everything is connected, is my take on it. When you start detoxing, it's like all of the systems are connected, interconnected, and, um, Living this lifestyle is detoxing on a daily basis, maybe. Yes. You know, the foods. Yes. I What I've really taken from what you've brought to each of the lessons is the food you put in your mouth 
makes a huge difference in starting the process of feeling well and living a balanced, holistic lifestyle. Yeah, and I would say two ways to get started. They're the two main ways to get started, though there could be many different directions you could take. But typically for the average person, for me, that's worked for me as throughout my life, is either started with changing the food I ate, which got me back on the path, or Mm -hmm. started exercising, which got me back on the path. Both of those things lead to eventually, preferably, if you can stick to it and and do it consistently for a time and create those good habits, will get you cycling through that process consistently and long-term. And that's where you're really after to create long-term health. You know, a lot of people, they either get overweight or they find they're dealing with... uh, Symptoms like we've discussed today, sluggish, constipation, just not feeling well, feeling fatigue, feeling depression, and go, okay, I got to do something. And they go start something, then they start feeling better. I can't count the number of times I've, I've known people who, and this is from a medical perspective though, where they're dealing with depression, so they go on anti-anxiety or anti-depression medication. Mm-hmm. They start feeling better, and they go, I don't need these pills anymore. And they stop taking them, and they start feeling bad again. Well, it's the same way with the diet. You start doing it, you start exercising, you start eating right, you start feeling better. And then usually it's some kind of traumatic event in their life that gets yeah. them, that creates, they start feeling a little pressed over something. Someone, you know, it could be as bad as someone dying, but it could be as simple as, you know, something financial occurred that got them depressed, uh, something could be as simple as something someone said that triggered the past junk in their in their mind. But it's usually something emotional, let's say, for the yeah. average person. Either they, or, or maybe they hurt themselves in their exercise routine or something. But something that breaks the cycle. Yeah. Or they uh, go, you know what? I haven't had a donut in a long time, or I haven't had a soda in a long time, or, or whatever it might be. I haven't had a coffee or a drink or, or whatever, and they're like, you know, I just like to have one. It's kind of like an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. Just just give me one. I'll be okay. I can deal with one. And next thing you know, they're off track again. And maybe they've lost the weight and they're proud of themselves and they, they accomplished the goal. And, oh, okay, I've accomplished the goal. Now what? And all of a sudden they go back to doing what they were doing before. And, and two or three months later, they're they're back to where they were. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, um, what I took away from this series was I, I started incorporating some of the stuff into my daily life. Like I bought a huge bag of gra- grapefruit because I want to do the liver, uh, the gall- liver and gallbladder flush. cleanse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flush. Um, I, I don't have everything flush. for it yet because I'm waiting on the salt pills. And so I started eating a grapefruit every morning for breakfast. And that was, it, it tasted so good. I just, you just forget like how good natural fruit is. And then um, I stopped eating the crackers in my soup. They were organic crackers, but still, um, I I make this chicken and vegetable soup and I eat it every day. It's just like my favorite thing because it's so healthy and clean. But I add crackers to it normally because I like a little bit of something because I puree it. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned that white flour is bleached and you're eating bleach, I was like, oh, that's not good. it It was a very potent moment for me. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to really try not to eat white flour. And I'm telling you, like my body has responded by dropping like four pounds of weight and just, um, 
inflammation has gone down. And I, and I started making crock pot meals too, a few weeks ago, um, where I, you put everything like it's basically meat and vegetables into a freezer bag. And then you take it out the night before and, you know, thaw it in the fridge and then throw it in and it's very healthy. So I've tried to really, you know, stop eating out as much and eating less sugar throughout the day has really helped. And I'm telling you, these podcasts help because it's just like a constant reminder of like, this really works. And this is, here's a suggestion. Cause I think we get, you know, bored or we forget, or we just, you know, we're so instant gratification in today's society that, you know, this is not necessarily like the most exciting thing that's out there or the prettiest packaging, but it is so good when you just simplify it down to good food and getting sleep and, you know, exercising. It's pretty simple. Well, we constantly need a reminder. I, I know I do. We do. And uh, just doing these podcasts oh. have, have helped me that way too, where it just is a constant reminder to do, do the good thing. And so it, we're going to keep it up. We're going to keep doing them. We, I hope we have in the hundreds. want to help people. I know you do. And I hope these podcasts are helpful with our email that you can send questions to if you want to make any comments or show your appreciation for, or even criticism, feel free. Um, and that's fine too. Uh, not to be negative there, but uh, that's just part of what I've dealt with being a chiropractic doctor throughout my life. And by the way, coming up, Soon is a segment on what is chiropractic. Oh, good. People don't understand chiropractic or what we even do or what it's about or why it even came about. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the history. We're going to talk about the education. Chiropractor, uh, doctor of chiropractic receives, how it's compared to medical education and other types of uh, like naturopaths and, and things like that. So that you get a better understanding of, of where we fall in the healthcare realm. So I just want to educate people about my education and my knowledge to health in general, the body. Anyway, we'll get into that when we cover that episode. Look forward to it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thanks, Dr. Kell. I should call you Professor Kell. It's been (laughs) wonderful learning from you again. Um, If you learned something today, listeners, please tag a friend or family member. These are common problems and symptoms that everyone experiences at one point in their life most people. So yeah, there's this hopefully gave you hope that there is a way out and there's a better future. Thank you, Nikki. All right. Thanks thanks for listening. Bye-bye.